This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Hey everybody, this is David Thielball III, your host of Nerd Podcast Radio, and uh, we're here today with, uh, I'm here with uh, Super Vegan Brian, who isn't going to say anything, and... I'm uh, here, hello nerd. <laughs> I mean, a little late on the draw there. I'm I'm doing, I'm doing tech stuff. I had uh, my, my main pewter, my mic was still on, it wasn't muted. <laughs> I, I see. Well then, that would be awkward if we started getting doubles on the recording computer. I think it happens in the first... Um, the first five to ten minutes of every other episode, I forget to mute it. Uh, that's I funny. catch it about halfway in. You know, it's 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 amazing what what happens with the tech we've got nowadays. Speaking of tech, we're going to talk later today about uh, about uh, tech and sci-fi and how they go hand in hand for the most part. But first, but first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy with You, where the two of us will share nerdy things. Normally, we do this as a contest, but with only two, we change the rules a little bit. And we just share nerdy things we've done. We don't vote. We don't do any kind of like winner or anything we just both get widgets for having a nerdy conversation about nerdy things we've done in the past few weeks so yay yay and and for the first time in a long time i go first yes (laughs) um i have a couple of things i will share one and we'll go back sure um um i joined anna meyer fantasy cartographers home game (gasps) oh you actually got in I did. That's awesome, you lucky son of a. Yeah, the, um, it's. I, I think I'm one of one of the only non-patrons in her in, in the table. That's 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 awesome. Yeah, it it's. I'm I'm really excited. Um, they we're doing a zero-level game based in the world of Greyhawk. Um, if you know Anna or have heard her talk about Greyhawk, you know why. <laughs> <laughs> she knows Greyhawk like I know Star Wars. And yeah, and she wants to do four to five sessions of zero-level. Wow. But modified zero level rules where you don't have a character class at all. So you're just doing straight development before you even decide what wow, that's interesting idea. It's it's Pathfinder Second Edition and I'm helping her come up with the system. It the way I view it is it's the same character creation process, but you do it as part of gameplay instead of doing it before you start playing. Ooh. So you start off with a ancestor and um then you don't have a background yet. 
yet. You're trained in some skills based around your backstory. Okay. Then you, um, as you play, and as Anna determines, you pick your background, and then you pick your, um, you pick your ancestry, and you get ability boosts as you go. Neat. So, yeah, you start with, like, baseline ability scores. You start with, like, your ancestry ability scores. Um, we haven't decided uh, if ancestry feats are picked right away, or you get them as you go, too. Um, everyone's playing humans, so that'll simplify things. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, she also says, because of the way it is, everyone will have a little bit more than you normally would. Oh, neat. So, for example, you might get um, more skills than you would normally get. Everyone's going to have simple weapon proficiency, so even if you play, decide to play a wizard, you don't lose it. That's right, wizards don't even get simple weapon proficiencies. That's yeah. Same. Or, I'm sorry, trained simple weapon. Right, yeah. Or trained and, yeah. I'm not going to lie, it's not my favorite system. It's kind of funky. It. I was a little skeptical about the level-based thing, but the yeah. reason why it's level-based is because of the critical hit rules. I get it. I, I've been playing it. I'm just, I'm not really a fan. Like, it's yeah. alright. I'm not, I'm not digging it like I was that first edition. Um, so, yeah, that's my first thing. What's nerdy with you? Well, let's see. What, uh, oh, man. You know, I had something, and then you asked me the question, and then poof, it goes away. <laughs> uh, what's nerdy with me? I've been binge-watching a couple of shows on Hulu lately, uh, but I do that all the time. But, yeah, so I started, uh, Hulu added a bunch of CBS content on their, uh, what they offer to stream, so I've been watching a lot of The Amazing Race which was a show I used to watch back when I watched TV back in the day. So it's kind of neat to relive the old glories and not have to sit through commercials. I will have to tell my mom that. Oh, yeah. That is a my mom show. Uh, all, of I, Survi- all of Survivor, all of The Amazing Race, ooh. all uh, all kinds of that stuff's on. That's great. Um, the only reality show I ever watched was So You Want to Be a Superhero. Oh, yeah, I remember that. There was uh, Manfei was on that for a little, the, the first couple episodes when they were doing the, 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 the search for the people that were going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, I hope they put that on some streaming service because it'd be neat to see Stan Lee. It would be great. That whole show was fun. Um, so Amazing Race, your favorite reality show? It's a good show. I'd have to say, yeah, uh, there was another one that I haven't seen in syndication anywhere, but it was called The Mole, and it was like The Amazing Race, but one of the players was actively working against the rest of them, and the whole concept was you were trying to figure out who it was by clues they'd do or act- actions they'd take, and if they got to the end, and they didn't figure out who the mole was. The mole won, and it was it was an inter- it was an interesting game. That, that cool. one that one I have to say was my all time favorite, but I haven't been able to find it anywhere in syndication. But as far as the other ones go, yeah, I like the Amazing Race because it's it's a lot about traveling, and it's you know two people that are in have to do extreme uh, extreme challenges and tests and puzzles while they're flying around to different countries in the world, and all the drama that comes naturally from that. And it's not manufactured, at least nowhere near as much as I know other shows tend to. So yeah, I, 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 really I like the Amazing Race because the Amazing Race is one of those reality shows that you kind of go, oh, I could do that. Right? <laughs> like, oh, that's not that bad. Um, someone asked once if I would eat, if I was on the show Survivor, would I eat meat to win? And my answer is, you win a million dollars on that show. I would rip the throat of your ear with my teeth if they told me to. <laughs> <laughs> you make a very valid point. That's one of the, you know, I'm not a big fan of height. Some of the stunts they have to do is like climbing really tall things, you know, going bungee jumping, skydiving. It's like, would you do that for a million? Yeah, I would. <laughs> 
Um, Fear Factor was, I was watching an episode of Fear Factor and there was an episode of Fear Factor where they did something I didn't think I could do. Oh, really? They swam through a vat on a ship that was filled with dead squid. Oh, ugh. I have swam in the ocean with a lot of dead fish for, and it freaks me out and makes me run out of the ocean. That sounds disgusting. Not fun at all. No. Yeah. That, it was so gross. It was so why, unbelievable. Why were you in the ocean with a bunch of dead fish? Um, well, it was the Long Island Sound, technically. Um, um, very often, in a certain kind of tide, the fish that are closer to shore all of a sudden don't have enough oxygen because oh. of the heat. It has to do with how much heat there is. Okay. So a big bunch of fish drown all at once. It's like a natural thing. It's not like a pollution thing or anything like that. Gotcha. It's like the fish just happen to be caught and they don't get oxygen because of the heat. I, you know, and this is hearsay. I mean, the scientific reason could be something different. This is just what I was always told as a kid. Because we used to go to Long Island Sound every single summer, and the dead fish thing happened maybe every few years. Wow, that sounds all manner of unpleasant. Yeah, I I couldn't swim through a vat filled with dead squid. I the height stuff, the um, eating things, I could probably do. I mean, I have celiac, so there would have to be adjustments. Most of the gross things though aren't low gluten based. However, so <laughs> there was a fear factor where they ate blood balls, and I went, I've done that before. Why is that weird? That that was. Like my grandmother would make crap like that all the time. Yeah, you would definitely have an advantage over the testants who had never seen anything like that before and are going, "Oh God, now!" I I really enjoy. Um, there are two shows. Um, who God? What's his name? Who took over for Conan? Um, or is no, not Conan. Jimmy Fallon. When Jimmy Fallon took over the Tonight Show. Okay. The English dude. The dude oh. who does carpool karaoke. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think. The, that guy. Yeah. Well, that guy has a show called. Um, can't think. Of, oh man, my brain's not working holy crap it's a show where you have to answer a question or oh it's called um spill your guts fill your guts or spill your gut and you if you don't want to answer the question you have to eat a disgusting thing oh and jimmy kimmel was on it and he kept on eating it even if he answered the question That dude wasn't afraid to eat anything. All right. Well, it sounds like the 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 hot the 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 heat the the hot one show that they've been doing now. It's a truth or dab, where if you you either have to answer an embarrassing question or eat one of the wings soaked in the last dab. I've watched that. That was good. Yeah. I, that, I, that see, you don't care about spice. You'd probably love that stuff. For me, that that looks like torture. And no, thank you. Um, you were there when I yeah. almost killed myself in that game. I I was. Yeah. That I. I, that I was the first episode eat. I was on, episode 101. Yes, I will not eat whole peppers like that again. It was a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, my, you did have like four of the damn. It was underestimating my age is what it was. It was acting like I was still in my 20s, where I probably hadn't done that since I was in my early 30s. And yeah, my stomach tried to yes. kill me. Because you had said over and over again that it was always something you wanted to do. Yeah. I, well, the pepper eating contest, yeah. But I've, I mean, I've eaten whole peppers before. I mean, you were seeing me chow them down. They didn't bother my mouth at all. It was my stomach 15 minutes later. <laughs> longer than 15 minutes but yeah i remember you're sitting there we're, we're about ready to start a game you're like i'm gonna have to you just get up and walk away without finishing oh i was in so much pain i'm i was happy that someone thought to give me apple cider vinegar i didn't know apple cider vinegar could induce vomiting i didn't either good to know i felt so much better after that i bet i bet you did um that sounded all man like i had three quarters of a jalapeno
jalapeno and I wasn't feeling great. So so I only have one other nerdy thing. I'm reading um, the second book of the Knights Advocate series. Oh, nice. It's an independent published book on Amazon. It's about it's basically Dresden Files. OK, cool. But it's a lawyer. Interesting. So, yeah. Monster lawyer. Very, very interesting. And he's a paladin. What court does he do? I'm curious. The Magna Cordant. It's like the treaty between all the monsters. OK. And the monsters all have like kingdoms all over the world and there's and it's a play um, on the magna carta yeah so far there's been an orog which is exactly an it's an orc ogre hybrid gotcha and there's been a were spider oh and it was a wolf spider were spider and he was like so it's a werewolf spider he's like no it's a wolf spider version of a were spider and he's like so it's a werewolf spider and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> uh it's funny uh good there was a daddy long legs um were spider too and i thought that was cool he described it as an ichapod crane looking guy who moved really fast oh wow okay interesting mud crane look <laughs> Um, I find as m- most self-published books, it kind of rambles and reads like fan fiction a little bit, but it's good. It's a good yeah. concept. It's fun. It's not horrible. I'm not finding a typo every five seconds. I'm just finding. And one thing I like is it's in first person and in his internal commentary, he uses hashtags, which is kind of, it's very modern. Interesting. I don't know how new it is. I think it's very recent okay. because the third book's not out yet. All right. Hashtag an eternal monologue Eesh. yeah um what about you anything else well i've actually uh, finished reading a book uh, a couple of days ago myself uh melissa f olson came out with another book in her scarlet bernard series uh this is called born magic and it uh the main character scarlet bernard uh, uh spoilers for the series uh actually no i'm not going to spoil the series uh it's, it's the last it's the the most recent book in the scarlet bernard series and it's written as a series of diary entries it's actually it's very interesting it was a very good book uh if you haven't read anything about the scarlet bernard series or melissa f olsen's works at all she's a uh uh urban fantasy writer who writes uh, about uh, uh what's called the old world which is the magical world which uh, overimposed over our normal world the vampires werewolves witches all that stuff's real they just keep it under wraps that is an urban fantasy series i have never heard of that oh wow looks I'm a big really fan. cool that might be next on my list that looks yeah. like there are three of them? There's three main... She's got... Uh, I think there's five books in the Scarlet Bernard series, and she's got a couple... She's got another series that's sort of a spin-off, a uh, different main character, but takes place in the same world. Uh, that's the Boundary Magic... Uh, the Boundary Magic series. Yeah, I'm on Melissa Folson's website now. Yeah, she's a great author. I'm a big fan of hers. I'm actually a patron of hers. <laughs> cool. Hey, yeah. I, I got a personal question for you, if you don't mind sharing. Shoot. How many Patreons Four. That is very impressive. You know, it's really cool to boost content creators. Absolutely. And if it's, especially if it's something that I truly enjoy or something I get behind, I'm in it to win it. So, you know, so, if, if, it, if, if it means that much to me, I'll actually give money. Well, I know you're a patron for us mm-hmm. and you're a patron for Odin. Yep. I'm also and, a patron for Melissa F. Olson. And then you have a fourth one. Who is the fourth? I have a fourth one. Uh, he, I, I am a patron of uh, Adam the Woo. On, he's a YouTuber uh, and he does... He he, uh, for five years, did a vlog every single day. Uh, he did it for like 1,600 days in a row. It was insane. And he does stuff on YouTube. It just He goes to abandoned buildings, theme parks, and restaurants. He drives across the country and visits all kinds of backwoods places. He does very, very wholesome, yet 
fully entertaining content. I'm a fan of his, and I give him I give him four bucks a month. Cool. I um I'm not a supporter of anyone right now, but I have been a patron of Anna's. I have been a patron of Odin's. Odin told me not to. Really? Um, yeah, he was like, "It's a circle jerk. I'm supporting you. You're supporting me." Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me. Your. I was like, "Oh, you're so." Fair enough. I guess I beat you to that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know your name and all of his episodes. Oh, yeah. Well, because I'm one of his patrons. I've been on there for months now. So um, I list you um, full fat videos on YouTube and they launched a Patreon. Patreon, And when they launched their Patreon, they were like, if you donate a dollar, you get this. You donate five dollars, you get this. We're going to throw a hundred bucks on there. No one's going to do it. I guess if you donate a hundred bucks, we'll mention you at the end of every single episode. Someone oh, did it. Nice. So, <laughs> so they did a full <laughs> video recording that they tacked on to every single one of their episodes that is like <laughs> that's good um so um yeah that's that's what's nerdy with us i guess yeah i mean it's uh, it's kind of hard with everything going on in the world to be much more nerdy than i am normally because yeah i'm not go i don't go anywhere i'm not doing the stuff i was normally doing that other people would consider nerdy well I'm i not- i will share a little bit more about what's going on with me this oh, week so as you know i am an it professional for my day job i don't talk about it on the show that much that's odd because it's such a nerdy job but i don't um the um i work at a school and uh, an elementary and this week was this past week was in service week which is the week before school starts. oh man you guys must have been hopping so during the summer as an it port guy i do about um i do about 20 tickets a week maybe 15 to 20 and it that is like kind of slow not that much but that's all summer during the school year, I normally do about 30, maybe 40 on a busy week. Last week, I had 50 tickets, closed tickets. <laughs> it's insane. It was absolutely insane. It was, it was, yeah, it was like because we're doing all this virtual stuff because of COVID and and all these, all the in-service were over Zoom. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, but how many of them ended up being ID10T problems? None of them. Because oh, wow, my, all right. <laughs> because my, because I work at a really high-end private school that hires very good people that are all none of them are yeah i mean people might make a mistake due to ignorance of computers but it's never dumb okay yeah that's good because the the little bit of light it work i did one time i got a lot of id 10 problems yeah there you know there were every once in a while some users they might get one that's a you would classify as a little common sense but it normally has to do with um something happened and they're in a panic so it's not really their fault you know it's 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 but then again i'm I'm kind of a op, more of a positive IT guy. I because I know I have I, I don't tend to get real neggy on my clients because I have to work with them every week. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. And, um yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as an IT guy, then you definitely uh, you definitely understand uh, tech and how types of tech things shape uh, our society. Most of the things we do, and especially in like sci-fi worlds and the stuff that takes place the future how their tech is all different and different universes different storylines different uh ips all have their own tech tech ideas and ideas of the way things work so it's it's you you would definitely have some sort of appreciation
appreciation for that, uh, more than people that don't work in IT, I assume. As a proud operator of an actual sci-fi technology, the Nerd Podcast Radio Extra Dimensional Portal, I can say yes. Yes, yeah. I was going to bring that up, but, <laughs> you know. Also, you like that segue, right? That was a good one. And, I, and <laughs> you know, you're a champ. You're, it's I, like, it's, you know, it, it, there's a good thing we have you do hosting every week, you know. I, tr- I, try. I try. Because that's what we're doing from now on. All right, cool. I kind of figured there was something going on. I wasn't (laughs) sure what it was, but I figured I I, I decided we'd figure it out. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, All right. So it's time for our round robin, then. I'm looking at uh, this uh, this, uh, outline that you uh, it's going to be really hard to remember the order. (laughs) Well, I know. I mean, there's the list is so long. uh, I don't know. I mean, I I guess you can go first. So what are you asking me? (laughs) Oh, I have to ask you a question. I know. Right. It's it's so great. <laughs> All right. When someone says sci-fi tech, what's the first thing you think of? Um, the um, tricorder. That's yeah. That's a really good answer. You know, a lot of people say like the um, like the the transporter or the communication devices. I think of the 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 thing that they have in Star Trek that can do anything. The it's the the, 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 the tricorder. Yeah, the tricorder. It 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 is a deus machina at times deus ex machina at times it's like oh yeah we're going to analyze this and it's going to tell us everything and it can do medical it can do geology it can do biology it can do anything Now, true sci-fi, true Star Trek nerds, myself included, will tell you that while, yes, technically there are different kinds of tricorders, like the medical tricorders are special medical tricorders and so on. But, yeah, it's it's the magic box. <laughs> yeah. And but, you know, like um, I'm sure that there has been an episode where someone used a standard tricorder to do something medical with it. I'm sure they all have like baseline technology. I, it's it's this the Amer- it's the American sonic screwdriver. Pretty much. <laughs> but the sonic tr- the sonic screwdriver doesn't do wood uh, except unless you have three doctors um combining their combining their time to figure out how to match the frequency against wood until a companion figures out that the door's not locked oh god i remember that episode <laughs> so good that was a great punchline it's like they did the big build up like they figured out how to open oh, we got it we got it Re- reaches over twists the knob push the door open <laughs> door's not locked i actually had a dnd party where that worked they they were at this door for like 20 minutes trying to figure out how to get through it finally the fighter's just like i pushed the door it opened (laughs) i like to do like a gap like players are on one side of a pit and the other side of the pit Mm -hmm. and just put some random numbers on the ground near the pit so they're like do we stand on the numbers and eventually someone will just go i fly across the pit nothing happens (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah oh no i i apparently scared the crap out of a party of mine to uh, the point of where they were taking uh, it took them like almost an hour to cross a hallway because they were stopping to do perception checks every feet because they were so afraid of traps. <laughs> it scared the piss out of them. <laughs> uh, fun stuff that happens when you're... We're, we're talking about traps and role-playing games. I got a segue for you. Yeah, sorry. We uh, yeah we got... No, that. no, it's cool. It's it's tangent. Yeah. What 
is the best science fiction trap. Ooh, I have always been a fan of the uh, of the, the 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 force field that traps you in somewhere because they never see it coming. Yeah, what's the what was the? I mean, they've done that in like every space opera. What was the what was it called in Star Trek where they uh, get caught in like the net, the flux, or it was uh, something like? Well, even just in Star Trek, they had force fields they could erect all over the place. Yeah. So you know, if they were someone was running through a hallway, they just put up a force field. And suddenly, they're not running through that hallway anymore. But they they they'll they'll catch an alien in a stasis beam. Oh yeah, stasis bubbles or um, a security matrix. They'll just call it something different, but it's just a force field. Um, I like the um, the laser the laser mesh in Resident Evil. Oh yeah, the one that chops up in the tiny bite-sized pieces. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the first thing I think of when I think of a sci-fi trap. I'm like, ugh. Definitely a messed up. I I I still have to say, Resident Evil is one of my favorite sci-fi movies. It's a good one. I mean, there are definitely better, in my opinion. But they, they announced a series on Netflix. Oh, I'm sure they did. I don't know when it's going to get made, but uh, I just hope it's not 100% true to the video game because every time anybody tries to make something 100% true to the video game, it's awful because video games generally don't have the same narrative structure as a show or a movie. Well, video games usually have, you know, an extended period of time to tell a story, so they don't have to. They can take their time and they can, you know, go deep and explore things that you never get a chance to in a movie because you're stuck to a, a an hour and a half or two hour, even two and a half hour time. I know some games for two and a half hours, you haven't even scratched the surface yet. <laughs> I mean, the last time I played through a Persona game, I had almost 75 hours before I finished it. Wow. I don't know that game. Persona is a fun series. Uh, you're uh, a Japanese high school student who suddenly discovers you have secret, you have secret powers, the ability to manifest a, a persona, which is a, uh, depends on which game you're in, but it changes a little each time. Uh, it's a manifestation of some sort that, that fights for you, that you can use to combat in the shadow realm. So half the game is slice of life sky, uh, high school simulator, where you have to, you have to maintain friendships with your, with your colleagues and your classmates, and you have to go to classes, and you have money to spend and stuff, and then at night, you get sucked into this nightmare realm, and you have to fight monsters in a dungeon. Oh, that's cool. It's a very fun game, and the storyline is very deep, and depending on which routes you go as far as the relationships you curry, friendships, romantic relationships, whatever, with the other characters, uh, it depends on how deep in the game you can get. Like I said, the last time I full cleared one was actually Persona 4, and it was, yeah, like a 75-hour save file by the time it was over. So I, um, I, um, before we were on the show, we were talking about this topic and trying to think of some of the questions we could ask each other. Mm. And we talked about if there is science fiction without technology. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, it, uh, tech, techless sci-fi. It dawned on me. Psychics. All right, fair enough. Yep. No, it you got just, it. Yep. it. It exploded in my head. As, as soon as you were talking about Persona, I was like, yep, yep. It, yeah. It's anything to do with the psychic. Oh, we were just having so much trouble thinking of what sci-fi doesn't have tech because so much sci-fi is very tech focused i mean hell um stargate is is named after the tech <laughs> right i mean even some genres like uh, firefly and serenity i mean they're low tech they're low tech sci-fi but they're in spaceships i mean did you watch um stargate i did both the movie and the show what was your favorite tech on the show oh on the show uh the stargate doesn't count <laughs> 
it'd be too easy to just say the Stargate. All right. And all right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. You got me. Um, I would have to say the technology that Thor was, and, yeah, uh, the the lightning and all that was that was always, and the fact that Thor was a was a gray, a, a tiny, a, a small gray alien. I love that they made the Asgardian race were aliens that yes. appeared as the Norse gods, and they were the gray aliens too, which was yes. it oh, was just so such good. a surprise. You wouldn't think that. It's a really good idea. Yeah, like Thor was a real being, and he was just hanging out. And, and Loki, left and had Loki back. was a big uh, was a troublemaker. Yeah, and the 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 Bifrost was the ship's teleportation systems. <laughs> <laughs> it is really interesting. I I like how so the show was basically around ancient Egypt aliens well, well, for the, the majority was, of it, and yeah. then they they were like, okay, we got to branch off and do something else. What other culture could we have be influenced by aliens? And someone thought Viking. <laughs> and then later, someone's like, what if they find Atlantis? <laughs> Atlantis was very clever. It was, but it got it got lather rinse repeat after a while. I never liked the race. I, yeah. I thought it would have been better if they didn't introduce a new bad guy and it was just more adventures involving the Gawuld maybe lead to something else. I agree. I, I The race were fine. I, I think they got a little bit more interesting later. I think I didn't, they were. I didn't watch all of it. Uh, I watched most of the original Stargate, but when I started getting into Atlantis, I think I made it a season or two and then I just quit watching because it got, it got old. Um. Yeah. But yeah, uh, even like I said, even the low-tech sci-fi series, I, um, like, uh, yeah, like Star Trek, uh, um, another relatively low tech, in my opinion, is um, uh, Blade Runner. I mean, yeah, they've got androids and spaceships and stuff, but as far as just everyday tech, it's all it's fairly run down. And- I think, yeah, I think with Cyberpunk, you want it to look like a human, dirty, gritty story, yeah. and then every once in a while be caught by something wondrous, like mm-hmm. the pyramid with the flying cars and the um, cybernetic snakes, and there is so much symbolism in that movie <laughs> oh yeah there really is do you know i've never been able to watch the whole thing i can understand that i fall it's, asleep every time i try yeah it's it's not exactly a it's definitely a slog if you're looking for an adventure movie or something fast-paced because there's a lot of sitting around and talking and it's very important talking what they're talking about is a really really cool concept and it but yeah it's it it can be quite slow <laughs> i sympathize great movie the director's cut is the, the better the better cut yeah right? with the without the narration at the beginning yeah exactly i um i you know what i really am not a big fan of ridley scott's movies and he's done a lot of sci-fi but i'm i've never his movies have never really impressed me like i mean alien is fine aliens better (laughs) agreed but then again alien was a horror movie and aliens was an action adventure yeah true (laughs) did you like alien I know you don't like horror movies. Yeah, I the first time I watched it, it scared the shit out of me. But I'd had enough of it spoiled to where I wasn't I wasn't you know terrified of it or anything. So yeah, I enjoyed it. But it's not my favorite movie. Yeah, like you said, Aliens Two is or Aliens is a better better movie in my opinion. It's it's a good movie. I, I've seen it. It's it's honestly the most horror. I, I use air quotes. You can't see because we're on we're on radio. But uh, yeah, a, a horror uh, movie that I've uh, I've actually watched willingly. <laughs> That's that, that, that's neat to learn. I I mean, horror movies are one of those things that you either you either don't have an opinion, you hate them, or you love them. 
Yeah. I guess that can be said about any genre. Any genre. Fair enough. I mean, the thing is, is the horror movies is the people that love them fucking love them. <laughs> I have a tradition that every time a new paranormal activity comes out, I go to the midnight showing by myself. I have fun with that. I, I always, I, I, I like being scared, and I have to. I've seen so much horror that it's hard to scare me, so I have to take extreme measures to do it. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I don't enjoy the scared. It's actually the one thing I work very hard to not be. I, I think with me it has to do with I had an aunt who showed me a lot of horror movies when I was little. Uh. So they scared the crap out of me when I was a kid, but it led to this like morbid fascination. So it's your trauma response. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean seriously, yeah, she showed me Evil Dead when I was like five. Yeah, um, my best friend at the time, brother, was watching. Um, what was it? It was uh, uh, summer school, and we saw the big gore scene right in the middle when I was like four. And the, to this day, I have I've gotten strange nightmares based on that. Ugh, I get the one that hit me the most was Poltergeist because I was way too young to see that movie, and the clown just scared the crap out of me. So I have. I have try. I still have trouble with clown doll. So speaking of sci-fi tech, do you yes. have a question yeah. for me? <laughs> I, I, I just asked you a question. Your oh, turn to ask that? me one. Was I it? Think. I no. think I asked you like three. You did. All right. My fine, 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 fine. Well, I'm pretty sure I already know the answer. To this, but I mean, if you could hold uh, own any one piece of handheld tech, what would it be? There are so many good ones. Did you notice that I threw handheld in the outline just because yes. we've done this starship thing before? Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I um. You know, I thought of the question, but I didn't think of an answer. So let me think about that. Um, oh, really? I, I was I'm yeah quite sure um, you had one just raring to go. You know, I don't want a lightsaber because it's too easy to cut your arm off. Agree. It's just too dangerous. Um. I I would love to hold one. I don't want to own one, but I'd love to hold one. That would be really cool. I'd love to um, slash it through like a concrete pillar. Yeah. Or like oh, yeah. that's awesome, and then hand it back. But then you go too far and cut your leg off because you yeah. don't expect it to be so light. Um, the, um, is there anything in the lore about how it feels? Like, is it completely weightless or does it have a little bit of heft it to it? It depends on the material that it's cutting through, but for the most part, it doesn't give much resistance. Certain things give more resistance than others. Uh, and then when it hits things like Beskar or um, uh, Cortosis, Cortosis Weave or Beskar, uh, it, it actually will stop the blade. I just remember seeing how in the original original new hope mm -hmm. luke just kind of picking it up turning it on and being like vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> like it's nothing and i remember no, my favorite is kid. he picks it up and looks at it then he looks directly at the focusing cone it's like looking down the barrel of a gun it is the is there a safety in the blade that makes it so you can't cut yourself with it no uh that the idea is is the the people that wield them are trained in how to wield them and how to fight with them uh they they, they train using sticks and like like kendo swords stuff only the star wars version usually they're like stun stun swords and stuff so if you get hit you still get like shocked but you actually have to train yourself how to not hit yourself with it while you're swinging it around <laughs> the force helps because it helps guide your movement if i could have any handheld piece of tech 
I would want the um the um oh god you're gonna have to help me here the it this is it wouldn't be really practical this is just something I would really geek out on having okay is Egon's reader oh the from PKG meter the PKG meter oh the one that goes the, the one that goes up and down oh that's great but not the one from the movie the one from the, the cartoon oh okay it had a much cooler design yeah it was the it was version 2.0 yeah it also it had like exposed board stuff yeah. Yeah. I thought it looked cooler. Yeah, well, the, luckily it was animated. So it was easier to make that, that more practical. Well, the reader the reader in the show, and I mean in the movie, was um, a reused prop for some other, some other movie. Yeah, and it's been used several other times. Since yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. What about you? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to not want... I mean, yes, the lightsaber is it's impractical, but so awesome. You just, like, cut through it. But yeah, no, too dangerous. Uh, if I had to pick any one thing, it would probably honestly be a uh, a tricorder from Star Trek. What would you use it for? You know, at least where I work, I think it would be useful for for the testing and stuff I have to do that I'm really not allowed to talk about. So it would be it would be useful there. Um, I would use it also for like computer building, the other and the stuff I do. They're just you know general science like things. You know, I probably should have picked that too because it would actually help me at work. I, I thought you were gonna do that or like the sonic screwdriver, which would also I, probably help you at work i probably if i really did have a choice in real life i probably would pick the sonic screwdriver yeah, I but figured. i thought i, I honestly thought that's where you're going i thought it was a cheap shot i but when i was a kid i thought the coolest thing i'd ever seen was that reader and ghostbusters and I'd, I'd i'd always wanted one so i think it just excites me a little bit more because it hits that childhood nick where the right. sonic the, the the Sonic screwdriver is something that I didn't ever hear about till 2005. So yeah, the and a lightsaber is what popped into my head first, but I've always thought it would be too dangerous to have. Um, I I mean a jetpack would be really cool, but same thing. I mean yeah, it, we saw the Mandalorian. It's not easy. <laughs> uh, you definitely have to you know know because uh, the problem with any any tech like that is unless you unless you, it's either a really 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 easy to use you're probably going to kill yourself using one it. one thing about one thing about the mandalorian the jetpack is how in the hell is he turning you know it, it's it's magic you don't have to explain it yeah in you know like in the rocketeer they built the helmet with the fin yeah and yeah. that um, work in real life but the as, as far as at, star wars is concerned when it comes to stuff like that they just kind of as a blanket term say there's a repulsor lift somewhere that's doing the work <laughs> and that well you know if 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 cars can just hover off the ground and then move forward, then sure, jetpacks can steer. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I do like, uh, yeah, the, the the whole idea of the repulsor technology in Star Wars is awesome, because it literally, like, can be falling from a cliff and turn on a repulsor engine and literally just land like you're on a pillow. No damage whatsoever. So, when you were a kid, and when you grew up with technology, what technology that we use in real life would you have thought was science fiction when you were a kid? Like something that came out in your lifetime. Came out in your life. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, the the one thing that that always uh, threw me for a loop was the the early forms of like the wireless community, like that Bluetooth headsets and stuff we have nowadays. That seemed like that seemed like pure science fiction back when. Um, cell phones for me. <laughs> yeah, cell phones in general. Not even just smartphones, but just cell phones. I mean, I grew up in the area where cell phones were bricks that you needed like nine volt batteries to use. So no one had them. 
When I was a kid, it was a phone and a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. had a neighbor who had one. We used to go into his we used because he'd leave his car unlocked, so we'd go in there and play with it when we were kids. It was great. Oh, that's cool. I had I had somebody um, who had a, a mini fridge in the back of their car, and I always thought that was cool when I was a kid. Nice. The um, and it was like it was fixtured in like they built it into a console. Oh wow! So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like just sitting in the car. Right. You know, they fired like it in and everything. Yeah, it wasn't wow. just plugged into an adapter. Um, they needed to have a second car battery. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. And and hefty fuses. Sounds like yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I think are made to make 110 current. So. I think the biggest thing that I'm that I never would have been prepared for was smartphone. The internet seemed like normal for me when I was a kid. It was like that came out and it was like, oh yeah, we can talk to each other over the computer. Oh yeah, that's that's didn't everything's connected. Okay, that makes total sense. But yeah. then smartphones came out and it was like, you're telling me that they they everybody has a Palm Pilot and they actually want one. The fact <laughs> that we can do just about anything on our phones that we can do on a computer sitting at a table is insane. When I work from home home I can actually go outside and accomplish most of my work from my phone. Well, yeah, you can Google things on your phone. I get it. Oh, I can terminal services into my work PC from my phone. That's awesome. <laughs> I was just joking because there was a, a news article I read not too long ago that claimed uh, 95% of IT uh, IT service members were just really good at Googling things. I um, alert, alert, we have a Tango Charlie. Send in the black troop. We need to silence a bogey. What? <laughs> if, when, when, when the when the IT SWAT team comes in to silence you, don't resist. Oh. Resist futile. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were speaking in tugs there for a second. Um, Wait, why is there a van pulling up outside? <laughs> Brian, what did you do? <laughs> um, yes, IT people use Google. Um, I don't make it a secret. I've had I've had users tell me, "Aren't you supposed to know this stuff?" And I said, "Hell no! <laughs> like, I don't need to know this stuff. It would be." too much i i can't memorize everything i'm sure i know how to do a lot more things than you do but i don't know how to do everything it's nice to have google available if yeah, if i didn't absolutely. have Google available i'd need a library of books in the it room it's it's one of those things to where you know once you do it once or twice you kind of remember how you did it but the first couple times you're like i don't know how to do that let me look it up if i have a way to look it up i generally don't even try to remember yeah. <laughs> um the the exception right now is max because i'm like i have have to help teachers with Max all the time, so I have very complex notes. Oh, what is who is okay? What, no, what is what is no? Love? Um, Anthony is trapped in a parallel universe and will not be able to be on the episode. Ah, damn it again! But Mikey still might be able to be on. All right, hopefully. Mikey was the one who said he might drop in late, right? Yeah, he has to work. Well, yeah, didn't um, he didn't know how he was gonna get a ride to be on the podcast, so we'll find out if he chops on we'll find out how he managed to do that if he does get a ride um yeah it's it's got to be weird you know working in a in a supermarket in a different in a different universe yeah <laughs> well I mean, that's, know, got, that's one hell of a commute so we're not to the end of the episode yet but i want to talk about the extra-dimensional portal sure as as content it um, is tech it is sci-fi tech it is a valid form of it is a valid topic of conversation go for it and it is real and we 
actually have it. Yes, um, and I'm hosting, and I say it's fine, so go ahead. Yeah, um, it is intentionally vague, and it can do anything. And I think that is what really good sci-fi technology has to do. You just have to be consistent. So if you say it works a certain way once, it has to work a certain way again, right? Consistency is key. So on the original Doctor Who, um, the it was one of the first sci-fi shows where... Um, so um, Hartnell, the first doc, he said, um, so what does this button do? And 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 someone, they, they do an episode and he uses a button on the TARDIS and he goes, that's not the button that does that. That button over there does that. I have this button. And someone goes, why does it matter what button you use? He goes, the kids will know. <laughs> that's good. Oh, yeah. that's good. He's right. I don't know if that's exactly how it went down. I saw that in the made-for-TV movie that they did about the first season of Doctor Who. Oh, that's that's clever. I love that. <laughs> I think it was called Adventures in Time and Space. It was really good. Um, the guy who played Filch and Harry Potter played um, Hartnell. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he also played the first Doctor in an episode of Doctor Who. Very, very. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that was really cool how he was like, no, the, I, I have to use it this way. We need to keep track of what I'm doing every single time we say something because the kids will know and they'll get they'll be like well how come it didn't work that way and you pushed the wrong button <laughs> well they could always just do it the star trek way and just you know say something having to do with tacky on and something explodes yeah what is your favorite form of radiation on star trek uh, oh jeez i mean the, there's the 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 red gamma the green gamma the uh the Oh, what was it? The oh, they've got so many just random names of types of radiation and things that do things, different kinds of waves and energy fields and beams and I just for a lot of there were several episodes in like the same span of seasons where for some reason tachyons were the answer thing. <laughs> Didn't matter what it was, we're gonna bounce a tachyon particle beam off of something. What exactly in real life is a tachyon? I don't. I I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Uh, uh, I don't know. Learning. To Google tachyon. We're gonna we're gonna answer this question right now. A tachyon <laughs> is a hypothetical particle that can travel faster than the speed of light. Term tachyon go. was coined by Gerald Feinberg in 1967. Most scientists do not believe that tachyons. So <laughs> it is a sci-fi particle. Yep. Bounce the bounce the tachyon particle beam off the main deflector dish. You notice that it said hypothetical and not theoretical. Yes. I did note that, and that is a serious distinction. Would you like so, to explain why? Um, I would think it's we haven't discovered anything that goes faster than light yet, and we don't have any way to test anything going faster than light, so it would have to be hypothetical. Correct. I mean, we probably don't have technology that can measure anything going faster than light. I don't think so. I mean, people out there who follow physics, feel free to create, correct this. Please, I'm, by, all, by all means. I, I bet you Dylan has knowledge. Oh, we should call him up. See if, uh... <laughs> I got a, you know... Um, Erica's um, Erica's brother just got hired by Space. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which one? Which one? The one out uh, here? Um, no. Um, I don't want to locate him. But right. Yeah. Fair enough. No, no. Yeah. Good. But oh, you're right. Fair enough. Let's not get him docked living for a company that makes makes um missiles. Fair enough. <laughs> Apologies. I shouldn't have even. I it was an, an act of pure uh, stupidity to pose the question in the first. Place. Ask me off the show. I'll tell you where he lives. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not even mentioning his name because I have not 
have ever talked to him about the podcast, that I would I'd, I'd do that at some point. That sounds like a great thing to do. I got an even I, better thing. I've got an even better way to keep that to keep that kosher. Hey Brian, what sci-fi series do you think has the best tech? Babylon Five. Ooh, really? Yeah, the Vor the um, Vorlons have the best tech. It, it not nothing can be better than it because it's completely not understood. It's like Cthulhu technology. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's all like bio organic ships that can pretty much do anything and nobody can beat them and they're so freaking powerful beyond everybody else that they usually don't get involved in anything sounds like the yuzong vong from uh, the star wars universe yeah, the the um the biomechanical ship in Babylon Five. We use on Vong has like slimy biomechanic where it's like tentacly. Uh, where, yes, yes and no. Yeah, their ships it, are made out of coral. The Vorlon ships on Babylon Five just look like metal ships, and but they're they're biomechanical. It's similar to Moya on Farscape, how it just looked like a metal ship, but it was alive. Okay, it had like an organic design, but it 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 didn't look like a creature Fair enough. um what about you um what's your favorite what, what i'm gonna and i'm gonna ask it the same way who has the best tech which which sci-fi well i mean to be fair there's only one science fiction universe that i know of that has the technology to completely destroy a planet and that has to be the galactic empire or the insect empire what there is a german sci-fi show called lux and they I've fly around they fly oh i'm sorry lex oh well yeah i, okay. I said lex not lux oops it's called lex and they fly around a big ass bug and it can blow up planets it looks like a firefly like it actually looks like a firefly like huh. not like not like how serenity looks like a firefly i mean it looks like a giant firefly flying i, I get you yeah and it blows up planets mm, interesting but uh i mean you know the empire they, they didn't they didn't even just build one they built two of the damn things and then the 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 red-headed stepson of the empire the new order or the first order the new yeah. order they turn an entire planet into one <laughs> and when it comes to tech and weaponry and militarization it's kind of hard to beat that and the then they put up. then they put a death star laser on it on a thousand star destroyers <laughs> okay. because you know okay. why not that got just stupid at that point that was just like wait what each one has a planet destroying weapon. Oh, <laughs> no, no. That, yeah, that Quit. was that was silly. I'm just gonna say it. That was silly. But my... if we go back from the true canon star, at least my personal canon Star Wars, technically they built three of them because there was a prototype that was just a wireframe of the superstructure and the main weapon system that they were testing. Uh, that's at the uh, that's at the Maw installate in the uh, in the black hole cluster outside of the outside of the uh, plant, the uh, prison asteroid planet of Kessel. It would not be a sci-fi genre episode if David didn't show off his encyclopedic knowledge of the Star Wars expanded universe. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I really wish I had one of those old trivia, one of those old Star Wars trivial pursuits that had uh, all the all the expanded universe stuff in it. Yeah, I played a game of that once. No one else got a turn. <laughs> my brother had one, and it we he he kicked my ass. And then when I made him play regular Trivial Pursuit with me, and I kicked his ass. Ah, nice. Yeah, just never play regular Trivial Pursuit with my mom. Good to know. Yeah, she wedged the game. She oh. she just she sat down and then won, and yeah. nobody got to play. Yeah, that's, that's literally what happened in the game of the last game of Star Wars Trivial Pursuit I've ever gotten to play. Oh. No one else, no one else will play with me now. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you play Trivial Pursuit with my mom, you're usually pretty lucky with the sports category. Mm. But if she gets lucky and gets an easy sports question, she's just going to wedge the game and win. Yeah, so that's the problem I have is I don't know anything about it. I mean, I know how the games are played. I know a lot of the rules. But as far as, like, famous sports figures or famous things that happened in sports, yeah, I... I with um, my mom and I had this thing where, okay, sports, we're going to answer every question with either Wayne Gretzky or Arnold Palmer randomly. <laughs> and, um, we and that was actually the few, answer on one of them, right? We got a few right. No, we got more than one right with that strategy. Oh, that's funny. It and also it depends on what year your Trivial Pursuit's from, but yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, my dad's got a copy of Trivial Pursuit from the 70s. I don't know any Oh, my of God. <laughs> I, um, so, okay, I'm going to look at the outline real quick. What do we got? Um, all right, what was the dumbest technology you've ever seen in a sci-fi film or show? I mean, it's hard to think of just one right off the bat that's just the dumbest. But there's been some that it's like, why Why does that exist? <laughs> just why? I mean, uh, um, you know, another. Uh, oh, you know, something I, I didn't think about as far as a series that had the best tech? I didn't even think about it. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, God, I think that would qualify as dumbest, too. This is true. <laughs> But yeah, the technology on that show was basically magic. Yeah, it really was. Oh, God, yeah. you know, yeah, because you could you could use the technology to transport yourself from Hollywood to Japan mm-hmm. and then back again. Instantaneous. You could also you could also change the Yellow Ranger from a woman into a man. <laughs> I love how very few people didn't notice that. Oh, well, because the one female ranger when they're in the costumes is wearing a skirt like thing and the other yellow and the Yellow Ranger isn't yet when they're back in Hill Valley. The Yellow Ranger is also a woman. Like, wait, what? What? Uh, Japanese tellers. There's your there's your dumb sci-fi tech and yeah, best sci-fi pretty good. tech. Pretty yeah. good. Uh, let's see, another one that's just really bad. Uh, Ninja Turtles had some dumb shit. <laughs> you gotta admit, though, the fact that Donatello was making that stuff from the sewers is pretty, I mean... Anything that was on a show that was supposed to be a toy... Yeah. G.I. Joe had... <laughs> so oh, it's I a know. really, really when bad When you're like six, it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. <laughs> It's a helicopter where the propeller attaches to another helicopter and it flies sideways. <laughs> oh my god, that did exist. <laughs> Is it, didn't Destro have like a ball that had like, it had like a helicopter propeller inside the ball and it somehow flew? I don't, I, yeah, it probably, I don't know. There's, it, it's, it, that is one of those shows where if like, if you can just name something, it probably exists in their world. Um, I think some of the coolest tech and most innovative tech on a show was He-Man. By the power of Grayskull. As a kid, it never dawned on me that He-Man was a post-apocalyptic future show. And, really? and all the technology was like super high tech. And it was like, it was like, um, it always came across fantasy. It, it never dawned on me that there was like robots and crap. To be fair, I didn't watch He-Man until I was in my 20s. So I picked up on that real quick. I wasn't allowed to watch He-Man when I was a kid. So of course I watched a shit ton of He-Man when I was a kid. <laughs> nice. No, we were stealing cable when I was a kid, so I was watching Nickelodeon. <laughs> it was all about Rugrats and uh, 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 Muppet Babies. <laughs> I, God, if I told you about the shit I watched on Nickelodeon when I was a kid, you'd be like, you'd never even heard of it before. I watched Pinwheel. You're right, I've never heard of it before. Yep. 
Sure. Pinwheel was basically Nickelodeon's first show. It was like Sesame Street. Okay. I remember Mr. Wizard, which was the Bill Nye before Bill Nye was a thing. Um, there was an episode of Pinwheel. So I saw Pinwheel when I was like three or four. Yeah, and there was an awesome. episode of Pinwheel where somebody loses something in the room and the person throws a deck of cards up in the air in the room and says, okay, now we'll look for the cards. And while we're looking for the cards, we'll find the thing you lost. And I mean, he's got a point, but it's stuck with me and i've tried it and it worked yeah, yeah. but you lose card every time <laughs> right. right i mean it, it makes sense because you're looking for something else and oh you, you always find things when you're not looking for them yeah I, I, let me think let me let me look up when pinwheel ran pinwheel started in 1977 and ran for um 13 seasons well, so it went all the way to 90 okay i might have watched some of it then but i don't Wait. remember it um unless seasons were shorter in they were only half, half years or something because a lot of those shows that are on all the time to have weird like series like season quotes uh, quote unquote season numbers of episodes or things it gets weird sometimes so pinwheel was actually the name of the channel before it became nickelodeon oh huh. and um pinwheel was fa- phased out to bring eureka's castle in hey i remember eureka's castle and that was supposed to be like the successor series to pinwheel where they wanted to modernize it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Eureka's Castle is one of the, that and Sesame Street were the two shows that I can remember from the earliest age. Um, Pinwheel was the longest running show on Nickelodeon before they introduced You Can't Do That on Television. Okay. But I wasn't allowed to watch You Can't Do That on Television. You can't do that on television. So you I wasn't allowed time, to watch right? anything my mom thought was stupid. <laughs> Me too. That's actually why I'm not that big of a Simpson. I was never allowed to watch it growing up. So. I watched the hell out of everything I wasn't allowed to watch. Yeah, well, I, we only had one TV, so I couldn't get away. <laughs> my my dad would well my mom was working on her masters when i was a kid mm. so um my dad would let me pretty much watch whatever i wanted and then my mom would come home and he never even needed to tell me not to tell her mm. smart but yeah my mom was the the queen of the tv so if she didn't want to watch something we weren't going to watch it so yeah it's like people were always watching the simpsons all this other stuff and i never got to watch it so i didn't know i was never a big fan of it growing up so mikey is stuck at work and will not be able to join us ah damn well, we need to tell his uh, his overlords to uh, pay him more beans. Yes, yes. Um, speaking of overlords paying with beans, um, it is time for Tales from the Extra Dimensional Portal. Oh, I thought you were going to bring up Rick and Morty, but that works too. <laughs> you know, we started early. We could run long or we can run... Uh, you know, I don't want to run long. I, yeah, do we're, we, we're already at an hour and 15 Hour and 11, so. yeah. yeah. That was a pretty good guess. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking at the... Uh, I'm not looking at the console. I'm just staring at the door that opens up in engineering so <laughs> <laughs> all right so what so i my control of the extra dimensional portal i have the console and the console includes a number of keypads some light now there's no display communicating to me i don't know who has that i think that might be what amelia got a hold of huh i wonder if it's like a a, a, a portable pad or something absconded with it and you ended up with engineering on your end yeah I open up a door and there's all these tubes and wires and things. Are there, are there any other doors inside the door? Does it like lead anywhere? 
I don't know. I'm honestly a little afraid to go too deep in there because I might get lost. <laughs> does it? What does it smell like? It, it, it smells like different things on different days. Uh, one day I opened it and it smelled like machine oil. Next day I opened it and it smelled like bubble gum. I, I can't make heads or tails of it. <laughs> I do know that there is a fuel meter and a nozzle for filling the tank, but I haven't quite figured out exactly what needs to go into it, so I just kind of pour random things into time. Can time. you read the fuel meter? I can, but he's got these weird squigglies, but there's definitely what looks like an E and something that looks like an F. So as long as the needle is pointed more towards the F than the E, I think we're okay. Alright. I think I, I think we're gonna find out someday that the the um the portal is powered by Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why engineering is your house. That makes sense. Uh, Mikey is the only one of us that doesn't have any parts of the portal at his house. Um, well, at least that he's told us about. Yeah, Anthony has that little field reporting thing that takes him places. And um, Erica just has a little platform. Um, I, thought, I thought she said it was a chair that shows up with like a joystick or something. A platform chair. Yeah, same difference. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see um, what else it can do. Um, we're... So we, we've been in communication with the Russian-accented doctor that we don't know is actually the doctor from the Doctor Who series. Um, but we've been in contact with her. And, well, I... I was going to say, I, I'm, you know, I'm still a little doubtful she even exists. Cause so far, all I've got is your word to go on. Well, <laughs> I mean, heck, I was able to get the... I was able to get the um, portal to communicate with the Dresden Files universe. Again, you say that, but I didn't hear any of that. My mic went dead for some reason. Didn't you listen to the episode? Oh, yeah, you're right. Fair enough. Okay, I did hear that, but not in person. I heard it third person. Who knows? You could have added that in with sound effects. That is, that is true. I don't everyone know what kind of editing wizard. I don't know what the kind of editing wizardry you do. You know, everyone on the everyone who was on the podcast said that episode is an expert actor who could make it seem like they were totally reacting to a dog barking too. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm everybody finding is... some holes in your story. <laughs> uh, you know. Um, oh yeah. Right. So yeah, that there's there's our 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 sci-fi technology that we're definitely actually in possession of. One hundred percent. And we're just I'm just amazed the actual government hasn't figured it out yet, and uh, the the black vans haven't started swooping by. Who says they haven't? I mean, we still don't know where it came from. This is true. I mean, we start a podcast, and all of a sudden, all this crap appears. And Anthony, I mean, you join the podcast later. Yeah. We didn't even have access to engineering and to join. Maybe we maybe we need to assemble some more hosts. <laughs> maybe who know who knows what'll turn up. And I mean, it's not like I mean the only thing that changed is we told you you're host of the podcast, and all of a sudden a door appears in your house. Yeah, I mean, well, it's actually the door to the spare bedroom. Sometimes I open it and it's engineering, and other times I open it and it's the spare bedroom. So yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> you know, for me, it's like I think about the extra dimensional portal while I'm in the office, and the console is there, and yeah. I could be sitting in a different chair and if i think about the dimensional portal the console is there huh. so it, it reacts to our thoughts and feelings interesting it's almost as if it reacts to imagination because you know you know like how i envision that it exists and it does huh imagine that yeah and it, you know it it's really unfortunate that we're not a video pod because you know wouldn't it be really cool if you could see all this stuff that's oh, definitely that'd real that we're describing that'd be amazing uh, uh, so um yeah that's that segment i'm done <laughs> 
end of line. I'm not hosting. I don't have I to know. be all clever about segueing out. I can just be like end of segment. Uh, so playing the part of the master, the master, uh, the master control program. End of line. <laughs> end of uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So uh, after talking about uh, our extra dimensional portal, some and uh, let's see. Uh, you got any uh, nerdy things you want to talk about before we close this bad boy up? Um, you know, during the COVID pandemic, do something. I went to the park the other day and there were people playing cornhole. They were, and I mean like a tournament, not like, I mean, cornhole is like the perfect game to play with social distancing. So go on meetup.com and look up a a cornhole league and go hang out with people and play cornhole. Um, I I don't know if that's the best thing to tell people to look up. (laughs) You figured that out, huh? Just pointing that out. I'm going to, I'm going to type cornhole. Let's see what happens. Oh God, I'm afraid. All right. Portland Cornhole League. And how many porn sites? None. Wow. None. I, I actually got actual cornhole leagues, including the one that I saw the other day when I was wow. at the park. That's so, yeah. Um, they had, like, a reception table that they'd set up, and everyone was wearing masks, and everyone was standing apart from each other. But cornhole is a game where the, the thing the, the thing you throw the beanbag into is a good distance from each other, and you never have to be standing next to each other to play the game. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's I was cool. really impressed by the fact that they, they managed to still have their tournament. That's great. And yeah, there's all kinds of activities people are coming up with ways to be socially distant and do like, uh, I know my dad still rides his bike around and, you know, it's, it's, you know, get out and do something. I go out for walks. Well, I, you you can't always do virtual. I mean, there's probably lots of things you can do virtual. Like I really miss karaoke and I'd like to find something. I'd like to find a a virtual karaoke because I really miss karaoke. It's killing me how much I miss karaoke. Karaoke is a huge stress relief thing for me. Okay. So it's, sucks that I can't go do karaoke. I there's something about singing in front of people that I get nervous and I do it and then I feel good about it and then I feel better about myself. Even if I did a shitty job, I feel good about doing it. And I miss going so bad. Some of the bars open, I don't feel safe going. So I I just want phase two or three to happen so I can feel comfortable. Yeah, I get that. Um oh you know this is probably a better nerdy thing than any of the nerdy things I shared in the game. But um so where I work is also a community center in addition to the school and there's a there's a fitness center and I was talking to the fitness manager and I asked him about um, ankle strength for running mm-hmm. and he has me using a wobble board and he says hey you know what you know how to juggle so why don't you stand on one foot on the wobble board and juggle holy shit I have been practicing I've wow. managed to do it a couple of times without falling on my ass it's nice. really hard um, but yeah that's that's been a thing I've been working on um, I can my doctor told me I'm only allowed to do it for 10 minutes at a time so 10 minutes in the morning 10 minutes in the afternoon because it's easy to do an hour on the wobble board and then you can't walk okay for those that don't know what a wobble board is it's a board hanging from spring and it's a big rectangle and you stand on it and then you do different balances on it that help strengthen your core your shins your ankles your glutes it, it helps all kinds of balance core strength stuff like that oh neat and it's really really good for ankle strength because it it's dynamic because it wobbles. It's right. not Makes just sense. it's not like standing on one foot on the ground. It's it's very hard. Um the one thing I like about it is the second day was much easier than the first day. The third day was much easier than the and I'm I've only been doing it three times a week. And the second 
wig. I was like, wow. It was like, really? Let's try sticking my leg out parallel to the ground. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> Next day, I could do it. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Damn, Brian loves saying. Not the, um, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm trying to juggle on the wobble board. Uh, um, they, he told me his ulterior motive is because he wants to put it on YouTube. So uh, Fair enough. Uh, that will be something I don't share on the podcast. I apologize because I don't want to share where I work um, yeah, specifically. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Because I do work at a school. So yep. it's, yeah. Um, but um, I will I will send a friend. <laughs> uh, can't we do that? What about, um, are you going to the con at the Strategic Con? No, the Strategic Con has been closed. They're doing a virtual con again. and That's quite what frankly, I was asking about, the virtual one. Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm not signed up to do any events for the virtual con this time. I'm actually going to enjoy my four-day weekend without doing anything con related i didn't do much for i didn't do anything for the memorial day con either and i've got enough virtual tabletop stuff going on in my life i don't need to sit down for four straight days and do more <laughs> i did PaizoCon. i decided not to do gen con i um someone actually on one of the gen con days was like one of my tables has an opening can you join it and i'm like no i don't want to. <laughs> i mean i could no thank you but no <laughs> Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I mean, part of the reason I go to the cons is the social aspect and getting out and seeing people I only get to see once in a blue moon. And the virtual thing is nice and it's better than nothing, but I'd rather just wait until we actually get to do it live again. I I didn't like that um, there was no um, video server for like the lounge, like a video lounge for PaizoCon. It was like, I yeah. want to see my friends. I don't want to just chat with them and text. Yeah, I, I'm not even 100% sure how they're doing because what service they're using to, to toast everything for the con and stuff i just I, eh. my desire to 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 get into it like that uh, virtually is not as high as it would be to, to go there in person it's one of the true events i get to go out and be truly social and not be anxious about the entire time <laughs> uh, good stuff uh yeah that's pretty much all i've got going on uh any, any it's part really of- it's really hard when your co-host just quiet huh yeah right sorry <laughs> look i apologize for all the times I've been quiet. <laughs> for the most part, you do a really great job of keeping things going. So, <laughs> there, yeah, you you did a good job. I I I, I you. put you hosting this time, and there was no reason for it. I was just like, yeah, I hadn't done it all before, so it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. to do it. And, you know, in the future, it won't be as big of a deal. And, you know, whoever whoever needs to can step up and take the reins. You didn't seem as nervous as I did the first time. Because when I did it for the first time, I was like, this sucks. I, I mean, I think in the episode, I'm like, I hate this over yeah. and over and over again. I was like, Mike needs <laughs> to come back. And now I host more than he does. Well, I mean, yeah. when things get back to normal, he'll probably start hosting more than me again. It's just his, so. the schedule has made it so hard for him to be on. Yeah. Um, Hopefully things even out for him all around but it's, uh, there's so much going on in the world right now and it's 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 hard on everybody in different ways I, i'm 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 trying my best to not put pressure on people for reasons that aren't important and something like this is not overly important compared to what he's at, what else he's got going on in his life so yeah. Uh, as uh, as Pat Oswald said, you know, it, the world right now, it's chaos. Be kind, because so, you know you can heal so many wounds with kindness that it it just it'll make the world a better place for everybody. Yes. So yeah, it's it's chaos, people. Be kind. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Any uh, final thoughts there, Brian? 
I'm no, no, I think that's it. I think we can wrap up. All right. Well, today we talked about uh, technology and science fiction and one off on tangent, some random topic. We got to talking about nostalgia and things from the past. And we had a lot of fun like usual. So some of uh, the most organic tangents ever done on this show were in this episode. Yeah, it's always nice when it's, you know, every now and then it's kind of nice just go back to basics. And just, you I know, just host, love chat. it when there's only two of us. <laughs> it's so much easier to manage. <laughs> much more conversational and you don't yeah. have to. You don't have to worry about sitting around the sidelines waiting to, waiting to get your point across. I I have to tell you, though, I have had some one-on-one episodes that are like, here's a question for you. Okay, here's the answer to that question. Here's a question for you. Okay, here's the answer to that question. And it was like, all right, what the hell are we going to talk about now? And it was like, we're, we've been talking for 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, we have an hour to fill. Are yeah. we both tired? <laughs> Sometimes your heart's just not in it. I, we've never actually had an episode that just died because of that. I think we've managed to salvage them, but yeah, it's happened. I mean, there have been episodes that it's just, yeah. it's like that SNL skit with Chris Farley where he was like, remember that movie? It was good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it was good. It was good. All right, cool. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, so uh, yeah, that was our episode for this one. Uh, as always, this is Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome! All right. Uh, say goodbye, Brian, then cut yourself off. Bye. Uh, I didn't know we